You're listening to Breakaway Wealth, the show designed to help you build wealth faster, think bigger, and break out of the herd. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Before we jump into today's show, we have some exciting news to share with you. Our brand new online community platform is now live. Get access to free on-demand, in-depth training courses on topics like infinite banking, cryptocurrency, real estate investing, and much more. Just go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com. Or check out the show notes of this episode to find the direct link to request to join the community. Now, on to the show. Well, thanks everybody for joining us uh, on a was it Wednesday night, right? It is Wednesday night. It is a Wednesday night, and uh, you know this was uh, born out of hey, we we want to listen to the community. There was a desire to have this done, uh, you know, after hours. So that's what we are doing tonight. And uh, as usual, this is your time to ask questions, and uh, we'll dive into them. There's a there's nothing you you can't ask. Um, we do have some some questions that were sent to us earlier, and we're gonna we're gonna dig into those at at some point. But uh, just want to let you know if you've got questions, we want you to um, um, type type them in the chat box or um, raise your hand. Raise your hand, and uh, we will we'll call on you, and you can we'll unmute you, and you can. Uh, do do what you would uh, like to do. So, anyone got any questions they want us to to jump off? We we know that. Listen, there's some of you that don't even know what IBC stands for. Uh, that's okay. Uh, there's other people that are saying, "Hey, can you dig into uh, this little this little thing uh, of the book?" Uh, we can we can absolutely do that as well. Um, but Jim, if you want. We've got some questions here and we can, yeah, we let's can dig in. We can, we'll jump right on in and uh, I'm going to pull up this list that we had emailed to us by uh, a friend of ours uh, this morning. So, all right, Jim, this is a, this is one we get a lot. Okay. And it is, um, how is guaranteed versus non-guaranteed determined? So this is uh, someone looking at the illustration and, and we know we got a couple columns and, um, so why don't you dig into that? Okay, so that, that's a great question. And I'm going to answer that question, but I'm going to talk about illustrations a little bit. Is um, with other types of insurance, like uh, universal life policies, it shows a projected value. And what is that projection based on? It's not based on history. Sometimes it's based on history, but like at the market, but it's it's normally based on some projected interest rate, index universal life, that it's gonna perform at a certain indexed uh, rate and that um, it's not guaranteed. It's not even, it, there may be a floor of zero, but um, it's projected. It doesn't even mean that that's what it's paying now. It's just saying, well, here's what I, I think it might pay for the, for, the, for the remainder of the contract or the life of the contract, I should say. Or it's something that I think you need to see so that you'll buy this universal life policy because it looks really good, okay? And the insurance costs and everything else aren't guaranteed. And a whole life policy, you have two columns, very basic. 
in the, the actual illustration. You have a guaranteed column, which is the worst case scenario. Just as it says, it's guaranteed. And companies have to create reserves and have enough reserves to pay those guarantees. Okay, so it truly is worst case scenario. Then on the other side, you have current values. Okay, so it's the current market. And the current market right now, what you're looking at in most 2000, uh, 2022 illustrations is the end of 21 and, and is when the dividend was declared. And the lowest interest rate environment we've seen forever. I mean, in, in a sustained interest rate environment. So what does that make up, that current dividend? Well, what happens is the insurance company calculates how much it's going to cost them for, uh, for the policy. Uh, and and they, they calculate mortality costs. They calculate um, interest that they're going to earn and expenses. Now, they always build in a fluff factor of 20 or 30% you know, like, well, I'm not, I'm sorry, not 20 or 30%, 20 or 30% of the return. So there's always a little bit of a fluff factor. And what they're saying is, hey, we did better than we thought we were going to do in mortality experience, expenses of the company, and our investments are, and, um, and what we earned on that general account. So we're going to declare a dividend. Now, if they declared everything that was extra, that wouldn't be very prudent. Now there are companies out there that are very aggressive with those dividend projections, and they're and they're showing paying out just about everything um, in the current year. Um, that that can come back to haunt them because they have to keep a certain amount of those dollars in reserves. So the guaranteed is just like it says the guaranteed. The current market is the dividend is declared after a nap analyzing those three what experience they had over the year in those three categories mortality experience uh, interest that they earned on the general account and expenses of the company so those are the three factors that that make up the dividend so on the guaranteed side you know so there's a lot of people that look at the future of the economy the world economy and and some with a lot of uncertainty and i think if we could look back if we went back some period of time, five, 10, 20, pick your time frame, right? Yep. There's there's a whole lot of similarities to right now. There's always this uncertainty yep. factor, right? Now these insurance companies, they, they have what a, a ton of experience, right? If they have they have actuarial data on this side, they have they have selection, they have a lot of large numbers. Um, these things that make them pretty stinking reliable, right? Absolutely. Um, but when we look at the uncertainty of these times, and if we were to go back, uh, Jim, would you would you gravitate towards wanting something that had uh, relatively high guarantees, or would you want to kind of be betting on, um, you know, that that they're going to be continue to be correct, and and you know, because we see this a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, we and we see companies that are aggressive with their dividends, and then we see companies that have high guarantees. And I could show you, I could draw out for you just the guaranteed values and your IBC program, your IBC system would be fine, especially the way that we teach it at Create Tailwind, which is we want you to eventually buy cash flowing assets. And those, when you do that, you could go off of just the guaranteed values. 
and your system would be super efficient and it would it would in a few years it will be paying for itself from those assets and those assets will be growing keep up with inflation everything else i could use just the guarantees and you'd be fine <laughs> so just know if it was worst case scenario and they never paid a dividend the ibc system that you're building will work yeah right so it's kind of like um i know this isn't as extreme as if we were using a different life insurance chassis but it's like hey if i'm building you a banking system do you want one where failure is an option or not an option? Right. And it's not that a non-guaranteed is going to create uh, where failure is an option. It's just, I, I want the most bulletproof thing that I can get my hands on. There's a lot of illustrations out there on the internet. And you have these marketers and they're great marketers. They really are. <laughs> I mean, um, they're better marketers than we are. But, but, but we're going to tell you the whole truth. And the whole truth is that if I show you a um a, a direct recognition illustration and i show you not taking any loans in that illustration but i know that when you take a loan it's going to reduce your dividend well then to me that's deceptive right and and i won't show you taking loans in an illustration but i also will show you non-direct recognition which means your dividend will not change the policy if cur the current dividend stayed the same for the entire life of the contract this is what it would look like yeah okay so dividends are going to change so what do you need you need an enforced illustration so if you just buy an insurance contract from your local insurance agent that doesn't really know anything about infinite banking and you call them every year that the dividend changes and says <laughs> and you say hey i want to get a new illustration they're going to say well why also i want to get an illustration showing that i paid more <laughs> pua back on this loan than i was going to um, when you gave me the original, they're, they're, you're going to blow their mind. They're not going to know why you want that illustration. <laughs> so it's really important that we do infinite banking every day. We teach it every day and, and, and we don't want surprises, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't want direct recognition because I don't want surprises. I, I want to know what's going to happen. I know taking that loan is not going to affect my dividend yeah all right thanks well we that was a, we, that was a bonus yeah. uh, answer to a question that wasn't asked <laughs> but it, it's something that is getting uh danced around a lot um and people don't always understand what they're asking but you know the uh, filter gets a lot thinner at eight o'clock at night i mean normally during the day i'm trying to be nice no, <laughs> all right so the second question <clears throat> what happens to cash value at, at death so i mean um you know you have two columns that you're looking at you have death benefit and you have a uh, current cash value right and when you when you graduate from this world your family will get the death benefit minus any loans that you would have right but it's kind of like think of it and people would say and, and you can get this again a marketing thing you can get a universal life policy where you get the cash value and the death benefit okay now you can't keep it for your whole lifetime because the the increase in mortality costs will kill you not literally but it will kill your pocketbook okay is <laughs> so you can't really do that but think about it like a mortgage when you pay off your mortgage you don't get all your money back and the house yeah when you sell right? when you sell the house you don't get to keep the house and the money right right like, yeah so it's it, you're being charged for the difference between 
the cash value and the death benefit. I mean, it's it's planned out that way. I mean, it's not technically every year they're calculating it, but that it's projected to be the, the corridor, meaning between the death benefit and the cash value gets smaller and smaller and smaller the older you get. Yeah. At, so at death percentage wise. Yeah. If you if a whole life policy endows. Right. Okay. So that means you win. All right. So if you live to be 121, I'm almost halfway to endowment. <laughs> <laughs> the insurance company will send you a check for the death benefit. But but what's what's which you what, don't want because it'll be a taxable <laughs> event. Okay. So, but but here's the here's law. here's the thing. All those years, what do we get? We get to bank with that cash value. Yeah. And that's really listen, if you haven't watched the equipment financing example in the Becoming Your Own Banker course. If you haven't watched the first video in section three of the Becoming Your Own Banker course, the, the CD sister versus the IBC sister, yeah. then you have to watch those two. Um, Jim and I just recorded a, a podcast. I think it came out this week. It, it was us digging into the equipment financing example. A different that, angle. Yeah. And it's that's the point of infinite banking. It's not this stagnant thing, this piece of paper that I keep putting money on the shelf with. It's hey, I've got to put it in motion. So um, that's that's an expanded. Um, all right, question. Since I've been hearing reports of other insurance agencies having a large uptick in death, deaths recently, more than is usual, I was wondering if uh, the insurance broker who backs Create Tailwind has been seeing a sharp increase in deaths as well. Well, great, great question. Great we talked talked about it this morning. We talked about it this morning. That's <laughs> right. And there's a couple of people on the call from this morning, and that's cool. Because so what this was is this was one insurance CEO with a company called One America, which we're contracted with. If you are rated, they're very good. They have this rider that we can make you almost look standard, by the way. <laughs> um, okay, I'm just, you know, we know what companies, we know all of these companies, we, we're not tied to any of them. We So I, I can tell you about all of them. And I'm not saying anything bad about the CEO, but he said something that it, was, it, taken, it was taken out of context. It was taken out of context. Yeah. And, and what it was is he said there was, uh, what did he say, 40 or 50%? Well, he, I think he actually used 20% in the quote. Okay. So he said, but it doesn't been, matter. But it's been butchered. Yeah, it's been butchered. And now yeah. people are saying there's a 50% increase in mortality and all this other stuff, right? Okay. So this was on their group insurance block. So group insurance. Now think about everybody at your office or when you used to go to an office <laughs> and we're just taking everybody. Okay. There's no underwriting in group. Everybody's in. Okay. You could be running an Ironman or doing an Ironman triathlon. <laughs> And the person down this the hall that's <laughs> eating the box of Krispy Kremes, you guys get the same rate. Yeah. Okay, there's no underwriting. There's no underwriting class. So, um, eighteen to sixty-five. Okay, eighteen to sixty-five. By the way, that's when they want to sell you term insurance. Eighteen to sixty-five. And the reason is, is that less than one percent. It's a lot less than one percent. It's it's actually. I mean, I've seen numbers that below like 57 or 58 or 59, it's like less than one-tenth of a percent of term policies ever pay. So that means group term policies, they had a 20, 40, 50% <laughs> increase in mortality. That means it went from nothing to a little bit more than nothing. And, and, I'm, and I'm kidding, but it went from, if, if there was out of a million people, if there was a hundred or there was, you know, I mean, it went to, um, 140. 
or whatever that increase was. And so it was very misleading. In fact, we had Kelly Halverson from one of the insurance carriers that we show um, and were, that we use. Um, and he said we'd have to have 20, what did he say, 20? Yeah, like, I, I, I will be conservative because yeah. I can't do the quote yeah. exactly, but it was at least 10 years yeah. of this increased mortality before the insurance companies would have to uh, really markedly uh, adjust change costs or anything or mortality it wouldn't it wouldn't affect mortality they're, they're so, playing such a long game they're playing a long game i mean that's the whole thing is they can do that and we can't right we get one life and we can't use 40-year bonds uh laddering and and things like that we just don't have time we don't have the purchasing power that they have exactly and by the way we don't want to do that we want to buy real estate and businesses and cash flowing assets because putting our money for long term. If you think about a life insurance contract, a whole life insurance contract isn't profitable to the company for around, okay, every company is going to be a little bit different, around 20 years. And we can't do that. I mean, you couldn't run a business and, and hope to be profitable 20 years from now, but the insurance company can't because they've got thousands and thousands of policyholders that are just now becoming profitable. So, uh, you know, we get to use we get to use the insurance company's strength and time horizon to our advantage. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. <clears throat> Does death benefit decrease if there is an outstanding loan balance at time of death? And, and you, you said this earlier in, the, in another answer, but we'll, we'll give this some attention. What happens to loan if policy is collateralized uh, at time of death? This is, this is awesome. So, yeah, this is... What happens is, let's say you had $2 million worth of death benefit and you had a $500,000 loan, right? And you had a cash value, you had, doesn't really matter what you had. Let's say you had a, a 500,000. 500, 500, you had it all loaned out. Okay, well, your family is going to get 1.5 million, remember tax free, okay? And that loan, it, it wipes out the loan because the loan's gone now, right? And so, Instead of getting two million, which the face amount says, hey, you collateralized your cash value and you took the insurance company's money and you went and did something with that. You lived off of it, you created income, you bought real estate or businesses or whatever it was. And um, we're just basically calling the loan at your death. So you could take 500,000, go buy 2.5 million of real estate. Right. Right. Generate that income. Uh, that comes off of that. If it's five percent, it'd be one hundred and twenty-five thousand a year, right? And it's eight o'clock. That was good math that's for eight o'clock. Yeah, cash uh, on cash, twenty-five percent. <laughs> that's pretty good. I mean, uh, that, by the way, that's that's not like it's not a guarantee. It's, it's, it's not guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not it's giving a, you real estate uh, investment advice. Uh, but here, here's the thing: you when it, when you pass away, that loan's wiped out. Your estate gets the one point five million tax free. And you still keep the $2.5 million of cash flow assets. Yeah, they don't come get those. You no. Get, you know, there's no collateralization of that. And it, it, I mean, think about that. And, you know, if anybody that's seen us draw out the ledger that we use, and we're talking about the three things that make up the infinite banking system is you have your policy, which is your money pool. You have the assets that you're going to go buy. Mm -hmm. Now, what are you going to go buy? That's one of the reasons that we do our podcast is to introduce you to experts that have invested in real estate businesses all kinds of things and by the way 
so many different facets of real estate, so many obviously facets of business. Yeah. And the real estate is a business. You know, when somebody says I'm a real estate investor, <laughs> Logan Rankin, I like the way that he always says it. He says, no, I'm in the real estate business. Yeah. So we're all business owners. We should run our house like a business, right? Our finances. Yeah. All right. Cool. So whoever asked that, um, well, I should have said this after we answered our last one, but if we didn't answer your question, if you got a follow up on that, type it in there. But um, all right, here's the fourth question or fifth question we got. What happens if I can't pay premiums? Okay, that's a great question. Now, if you can't pay premiums, there's a lot of different options. Now, remember something though too, is the premium that is due is just the base premium. Okay, so like the examples that Nelson Nash uses in his book, the base premiums around 40%, okay? There's a reason for that because that's right on the MEC line. And we anybody that is interested in this, like Nick said, if you go to the Becoming Your Own Banker course on the community, or you go to- um, uh, It's on the YouTube channel. On the YouTube channel. But when you, that MEC line, okay, without using a term rider, is about 60% goes in the PUA, which is not a premium, okay? It's you get to put that money in there in the PUA dollar for dollar. So it's just like going into your checking account. You put in a dollar, you have a dollar available, and you have a little bit more than a dollar of death benefit. If, if you do that, what's your cost? Zero. Zero. It's awesome. <laughs> so, and now on the premium side, okay, so let's just use $100,000. The reason we use $100,000 is it's easy to see the percentages, right? So if I put 60 grand in or 60% on the PUA side, that's never that's never but it's 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 i get to put it in there if i want to and by the way i get all year to do that yeah i could wait till the last day of the year and i could still put the whole 60 grand in <laughs> okay but on the forty thousand dollars side okay that's the premium okay so i, I you know somebody would say well i have to pay forty thousand dollars well okay let's look at it this way you put in forty thousand dollars right and you could put it in monthly. You could you could um, you could put it in annually. It could come from the cash value. You could um, you can you could use the PUA. You could surrender PUAs to pay it. And if, a great example of that is the equipment financing example. And on uh, page fifty four, the the example is not showing any infinite banking. It's kind of like the way that an insurance agent with a Northwestern Mutual or New York Life or somebody that doesn't know anything about infinite banking, the way that they would sell um, a life insurance contract. Yeah. But they they like to sell it for a limited pay. Because they don't do infinite banking, they don't understand it, they don't realize that you wanna pay those premiums as long as they will let you, okay? Because when I put in a dollar and I get a dollar 50, okay? Anybody that doesn't wanna pay those premiums, let me know. I'll buy. Oh, no, I'm not going to say I'll buy that policy. I'm not supposed to do that. But, but I would buy the policy if they would let me. Um, okay, so those premiums could come from cash value, um, all different things. So we, I have to pay those premiums. But think about this: after the first couple of years, when I put forty thousand dollars in that bucket, that whole life bucket on the whole life premium, I have more than forty thousand to spend to go use. Okay, more the the insurance company is going to give me more than the forty thousand. So Nick, you write me a check for forty thousand. I turn around and write you one for sixty thousand. Any way that you don't want to write me that check, I'm just only curious. Can I make it for four million? 
well, you know what, if you build your system big enough, then Nick, you can't, but you, but you know, most of us don't start off that way, but, but once you get that concept and you understand, so I think the question, <laughs> there's a lot of different flex, there's a lot of flexibility in paying those premiums. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you what, I, I will promise you, it will become more of a challenge because that money will, if you go buy cash flowing assets, yeah. that money will flow back to you faster than you can get it in the insurance contract. Yeah. That will be your problem more so than do I have to pay these premiums or or where do the premium payments come from? Yeah. And, and, and I say that because in all of the years that I've been doing this, no one has ever said to me, Jim, why, why did, why did you make me put so much money in this? <laughs> you know, I think I, I think I put too much money in there. Here's what they always say. And I can tell you there are people on this call right now that I look at and I know I've heard it from these people on this call. <laughs> Jim, Nick, why didn't you make me put more money in this? Yeah. Because we don't do that. Yeah, that's funny. Hey, we got a we got somebody who wants to, yeah. to, to chime in here. We got a lot of great we got some other questions. We're gonna get to them here. If if you uh um have just joined, there's a couple couple new names sure. have joined, uh joined. Uh type in your questions, raise your hand. Uh we'll, we'll, we're gonna get to them here. All right, let's let Greg talk here. Greg, you you there? I am here. Oh, the, the man, boys? the myth. How, how's Virginia Beach tonight? Great to hear from you. No, I, I actually I was raising and lowering my hand to agree with what Jim was saying about uh. Uh, never <laughs> saying, "Wow, why did you make me put so much money into this policy?" Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Greg, I appreciate you saying that because I know there's sometimes people that are new to this and they think, you know, well. I always know when somebody doesn't get it, Greg, is when they say, how much do I have to put in here? Right. When they get it, somebody like you and they say, hey, how much can I put in here? I mean, how much money can I flow through this thing? And then I go, "Okay, these guys got it. But by the way, we all start wherever we start. And some of us get to that point where it's like, (laughs) well, how much money? I want to get started, but I still don't really understand. So like, how much do I have to put in here? But you'll get it right, Greg. I mean, it just takes a little time. Yes, sir. Yeah, it, it honestly, I was like you, Jim, uh, brought up in the you know financial securities industry, and uh, it took me a while to figure things out. And but but getting a broader scope and getting a broader picture of what infinite banking was all about uh, just really changed the paradigm with me. And uh, I mean, now we've got our our policies efficient, and we're we're working with them, and they're working for us, and it, it awesome. it's amazing. It's been awesome to watch you grow with this and uh thanks for letting us have a front row seat to watch you just take off we were um complimenting you this morning in our <laughs> coffee meeting uh just to let you know because you know it's it's fun to watch it just changes your life and i know it's changed your life and 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 we love to be a small part of helping you change your life because you you've taken off and done it and um and it's just really fun to see because yeah. You know, we have to break away from the herd, and and you definitely have done that, and uh, and and it's fun to watch. Anything else, Greg? No, sir. I just want to chime in and uh, and concur with everything that you were saying. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. So the, another the, question. Though. The other thing I wanted to talk, say about that is the, the, that question implies that you're getting a bill like everything else, right? Right. And, and the thing I would encourage you to read is. Um, uh, read Nelson's book, Building Your Warehouse of Wealth. Uh, you can get that. You can go to infinitebanking.org. You can probably find it on Amazon. But 
just remember your money is going to reside somewhere. Yeah. Right. right. Like, so let's use your hundred thousand dollar example. Um, you know, somebody that's, I mean, you're going to bring in more than 40,000 a year. Like that's, that's just, yeah, that's, that's not an option for me to not. Right. right? Yeah. So what is that? Four kids. There's no way. (laughs) 3333 a month is that base premium. If you had to break it up into monthly payments. And if every month I'm flowing that through there and I'm getting at least 3333 a month. Right. And it's for that little, maybe it's, maybe it's a lean season. Maybe that is all you bring in. But hey, if you put in 40,000 and you got 60,000 to use, doesn't that help bridge the gap better in your life? Right. It does. And think about this. That's around year 10. Yeah. What about when, if you started when you're 40 or 50 or even younger, I mean, and, and you're 65, 70, you're putting in a dollar, you might have $3 to use. Do you think that might be helpful when I'm 70 or 80 or when I'm, um, when I'm, when I'm just, you know, when I want to use this money or maybe I just want to grow it, but, but it, and to somebody's point here, and I, uh, I'm sorry, I can't see where, who was asking that question, but it, in the beginning, it isn't one-to-one like in the, in like the first year you put in, let's use my hundred thousand dollar example. You might only have 60 to use. It's normally a little like, maybe 62 or something like that. But let's say I have 60 to use. But if you're using it for cash flowing assets, <laughs> you're going to make that up so fast. And what the mistake that people make, is that Nathan that asked that yeah. question or that question? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so the, the mistake that people make is they try to make that base lower. So that first year cash value is higher. And it's easier to sell, by the way. That's why these marketers do it this way. <laughs> and And, but when I get to year 10, I don't get that same leverage. I don't get to put in 40 to have 60. I get to put in 10 to have 15 and that ratio. And that, 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 and, and so uh, it is like the first year, year two and three. And is, is I think with the death benefit, the cost of the death benefit, depending on your age, I'm going to call that almost breaking even. And then by year four, you're breaking even if you're not rated. Okay. And then by five, uh, you're, you're leveraging and you never look back. So yes, there's a cash drag in that first year. And if we wanted to say in the, there's a slight cash drag in, the, in year two and three, okay. But then I'm going to start to leverage. And that's, and, and by the way, this is just how the insurance contract works. It is not infinite banking. And it sure isn't infinite banking with cash flowing assets. Because once I do that, I'm going to make up that cash drag so fast, it's unreal. And if you go back to um, page 45, and we've got videos to explain this, and because, you know, people, the first time I read it, the first three times, I'm telling you, I did not get it and understand it. And Nelson showed it to me, I don't know how many times, and I would consider myself to know everything about that page, okay, pretty much. I've forgotten some things. Don't hold me to everything. That hey, hey this me. video is is in the first, it's the first video of, of section three of the Becoming Your Own Banker course. Perfect. If you watch that video, you'll see that when I explain that, nobody goes back and says, hey, but in year one, CD sister had $5,200 and IBC sister only had $1,900. Because when we show the system and once we start banking, we show that at age 65, putting the same amount of money through their system, the IBC sister has $706,000 more. Now they put five grand in for seven years. They financed $10,550 cars, okay? 
and she ends up with seven hundred thousand dollars more <laughs> over seven hundred thousand so what would happen if i put a hundred thousand a million and what if, what would happen if i bought cash flowing assets because not only do i get what is on page 45 but i get what all the money that those cash flowing assets are making it's all of those things together that make the infinite banking system. And so I want you to, and, and I'd be happy to on a, on, a, on off um, air, go through with you that because it's, I want you to, to get past that worrying about that one, one to one ratio in the very beginning. And I'm not saying you are, okay. I'm just answering the question, but for, but I know people sometimes do is I can show you and I'll draw it out. I'm telling you, it's amazing. And you'll forget about that first year in, in no time. And, and the, but the reason that Nelson did it that way and the reason we do it that way is because we want to think long-term. Nelson was trained as a forester. He taught us to think long-term. And, and, and thank God he did. Because if I just said, well, <laughs> look, I'm losing whatever percent the first year. Mm -hmm. And if I never got past that, my life would be a lot less uh, amazing financially than it is now. So so Nelson and I hit it off from an aviation perspective, because a lot of you know that I used to fly airplanes around the world. And Nathan, I want to kind of just build on this just ever so briefly. Like uh, an airplane fully loaded up is is not very efficient. Okay. And Nelson uses this analogy in, in the Becoming Your Own Banker book. But the whole life policy, the expenses are front loaded, uh, essentially. So remember, we, we already said the insurance company is not going to be profitable with this for for roughly 20 years. They're playing the long game. But the the airplane, let's say we fly for 10 hours and we're about ready to land and we have to do a go around. OK, it's the same exact airplane. But if I go max power, that airplane is a rocket ship. That same dog airplane that we tried to take off with on a hot day in Hong Kong is now a rocket ship on a on a go on a go around. OK, so what this is the same thing that's happening with the whole life policy. OK, it gets more efficient the more we we burn off the weight. We're burning off the expense of the policy. So year one, I might put in 100,000 and get 62,000 to use. But in year 10, when I'm when I'm just paying the base premium, I put in 40 and I get 60 to use. It's getting more efficient. Year 18, maybe I'm 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 not too far off on some of these uh, years, but year 18, I put in 40, I get 80 to use. Year 25, I put in 40, I get 110 to use. Like I I'm gonna be beg borrowing and stealing for that 40,000 come hell or high water to put that in there, right? So so let Nick, let me ask you a question. So if um, when you were flying seven fours around the, around the world, they were empty in the back, right? Uh, never. Well, but it would fly better <laughs> if it was empty. It, it would. It just doesn't make any money. Oh, oh. So what would be in the back? Uh, I guess revenue. Assets, right? Those right. are assets to the, to the freight company. That's right. Right? So again, think <laughs> about, just remember that and think about that. We're going to go buy assets. And, and, you know, it, I keep using real estate because, you know, let's be honest, real estate is, there's opportunities in real estate, no matter what the market is doing. And, um, and, and so real estate is constant. 
more billionaires are made with real estate than anything else. So the, I, I like to use real estate as an example because everybody can relate to either wanting to do that or doing that, right? Yeah. Uh, thanks a bunch uh, for asking that question because there's a, That's a there, great question. There's a lot to it. If you've not read Becoming Your Own Banker, highly recommend you get it. Go to infinitebanking.org or uh, if, you're, if, if you're, you know, watch the course or if you're working with one of uh, the coaches or Jim or I, just ask us and, and we'll help you. But um, I also want to say pr thanks to Greg too for answering a question. Um, and we'll just ask this out in the open for everyone. Um, Doreen asks, how, how soon after originating a policy can you start doing IBC? And, and the reality of it is, I'm going to just give you the real safe conservative answer um, and, and say about two to three weeks, okay? Um, there, there is some things that happen in the background uh, with the insurance company establishing the policy and making sure there's not money laundering going on. Like they're just kind of regulatory things. But once we're established, when we make a premium payment, as soon as we can prove it cleared our bank account, we can take a loan on it. Now, Kelly's not on here, is she tonight? Yeah, but but, Kelly, but yeah. our office manager, it's, it's kind it's of a I would, challenge for her. But if we can get in some companies, we can get the money the same day. Yeah. So, okay, now we're making sure Kelly is. <laughs> That's just a lot of work for Kelly, but it's okay. That's why we yeah. she gets paid the big bucks. Yeah. So just here's the thing, uh, Doreen, motion's the law of God. If air doesn't flow through your, your lungs, you die. If water doesn't flow, it's stagnant. It's poisonous. If money doesn't flow, it's dead. And listen, we're practicing what we preach. The insurance companies we're showing people or our insurance companies we have our money with, we're taking loans. We're, we're putting in motion for cash flow assets, uh, financing everything under the sun. Well, and, and so we want to be able to capture that right away. And also, you know, unless I'm reading this wrong, I don't have the best eyes in the world, but I think it's a reverend, right? So I, I, if you look at the parable of the talents, okay, yeah. now I'm not going to give you a Bible lesson, reverend. Okay, you can, you can I'm sure you can give me <laughs> one. But the parable of the talents, they put the money in motion. The 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 person that had that got five talents and, and again, my calculations are going to be off. But uh, what they were about, a talent was equal to about one year's salary or one year's income. So let's just say, I mean, in today's world, they said it was like 180,000, 100, yeah. I've heard numbers like that. So five talents, a lot of money, right? Yeah. But they put it in motion because like Nick said, motion is a law of God and they doubled it. doubled it. But remember what happened to the servant that buried the talents in the dirt? They got, you got smacked in the side They got the smacked by the, and by the, by the master. Okay. And if anybody on the call doesn't know who the master and who the servant is, we'll, we'll stay on them for a little bit and, and help <laughs> you with that. Okay. So that we are called to put our money in motion because when I go buy multifamily real estate or I go buy a business, I'm serving my community. I'm providing safe, clean housing, or I'm providing electronics. I'm providing a trash service for us. We're, we're going to be providing car washes. We're serving the community, right? That's right. That's right. So thanks. Um, Great question. Uh, Doreen had, a, had another question. Um, what are the most important features needed in the policy to give it the best use for IBC? I've never had insurance and don't actually care about anything except using it for IBC. I'm also starting out uh, on a low budget, but I'm 58 years old. Um, so you know, we've covered we've covered some of these things before, and, and we're happy to address it here. Uh, just just know that we are 100% practicing what we preach. So yeah. So so I want you to think about something too, because you know we have some clients um, that have been doing uh, infinite banking for a long time. No kids, no heirs, plenty of cash, no debt, anything else. 
but you know what they really care about their church yeah so this couple in particular uh they happen to be catholic they care about their church so all of the death benefit is going to the church so you know it, it works whether you go to synagogue whether you go to a non-denominational <laughs> church where they will take your money right Phil, Phil, because they're they're going to go out and serve the community that's right they're going to send out missionaries and all kinds of great stuff so the um you just think that death benefit doesn't have to go it can go to whoever you want it to go to it can go whatever cause you want it to go to but um what I call, by the way, I'm 57. What I call 58 is, and, and 57 is halfway. Okay, so, and, and by the way, Nick's gonna laugh because I'm gonna keep calling it halfway. <laughs> Just like old, 10 years from now. Yeah. It's always 10 it's, years from now. Yeah, that's right. It's always 10 years from now. So, um, yeah, just know that uh, the the features that we look for, non-direct recognition versus direct recognition. The companies, one of the companies we use, they give you a choice. Now, there could be some rare interest rate uh dividend environments or ratios that maybe direct recognition would be better but it's going to be very very slim over the or, uh, very few times over the life of the contract non-direct recognition means we don't affect your dividend based on your loan activity which we're going to have loan activity right so that's what we want so number two is we look for insurance companies that have low interest rates on their loans because we're going to be taking loans companies that can get us the money quickly, companies that embrace infinite banking. There's one major insurance company out there that they told their agents, if you hand out that book right there, becoming your own banker, we will terminate you because we don't want you to encourage people to use their policies the way it's written. That's not what they said, but that's what the message is, right? Because the policy is written to allow loans. So we look for that. We look for financial strength not ratings by the way okay <laughs> financial strengths uh, financial strength statutory reserves NIAC ratios we want to know if they paid everybody everything that they owe them how much would they have left over and why not why wouldn't i want to go and there's the quiet company out there that talks about their ratings and everything else and by the way we got companies that have just as high a ratings as as they do but we have companies that have better financial strength than they do now back in 20 uh, 2009 <laughs> the largest insurance company in the country uh and they were rated max the, the top ratings for every rating firm the top 30 days later they were insolvent what happened to the greatest financial strength and and, <laughs> and what it was is they had a uh, uh derivatives division 20 people aig is the company still the largest insurance company in, in the United States because because we, everybody on this call, bailed them out. They were too big to fail, right? And they had 20 people in it in London, England, in their derivatives division that almost took down the largest insurance company in the United States while they had the top ratings of of every rating firm. And, and, and so ratings are for sale. Some of the insurance companies that we use that don't sell derivatives, don't sell um, other ancillary things. The insurance company or the ratings say, companies say, well, you're not diversified enough. Whole life insurance is based on actuarial science. It's not a guess, it's not an art, it's science. You tell me I graduated in high school in 1982. Uh, if you're 58 years old, that's close. 
and, uh, and, and there was a thousand kids in your class, we can get an actuary on the phone, not tonight, but tomorrow, and they can give you an exact number of how many of those kids are dead. All right. We're about out of time, but okay. I want, but I okay. want to I'll okay. touch you because you're on a okay. roll, All right. but we missed a couple, couple things. Okay. That the Sorry. big ones like, right. Hey, we're going to be using a mutual company. Yes. Okay. We're yes. going to be using a company that that's been around for at least a hundred years. We're going to be using a company that has paid a dividend for at least a hundred years straight. Um, and then we tend to gravitate towards the companies that are uh, centrally located in the United States. And a big reason for that is they just have lower expenses. It costs a lot less to run a business in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, or Cincinnati, Ohio, than it does out of uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, or New York City. That's just logic, right? So since we're using a mutual company, and the reason we're doing that is only the policyholders are owners of the business. So if I own the business, I want the overhead to be low, right? Uh, and, and meet all these other great highlights that that Jim shared. But um, I, I want to, you have anything you want to add to it? Because we are coming up to the end of our yeah, time but here. Mutual companies, absolutely. I mean, insurance companies are required by law to distribute the profits to the owners. So if shareholders own the company, like in a stock company, then they're going to get the profits. If if policyholders own the, the, the company, like in a mutual company, then they're going to get the profits. But so why are companies domiciled in New York? Well, before Zoom, before we were all online <laughs> doing this, New York is the number one insurance market in the world. That's why. Yeah. Well, that's that doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't. Right. So, so, you know, and, and by the way, we'd be happy to answer more and more of these questions. And I love these questions. These are great questions. And I and I and I want you guys to know that you can every time that we have these, you can ask any question you want. I mean, did we? Is there any question we didn't answer? Hey, just, we can stay. Just, just one, uh, Doreen's uh, last question there. Uh, do you guys use um, Forrester? Forrester? So Foresters, um, we don't use Foresters. I mean, we could, but um, the, when we look at the guarantees and the and the current cash value and the loans and everything else, we just haven't used Foresters. I mean, there was a there was a um, a great marketer that went from. Uh, Lafayette Life Insurance to Foresters. That's mm -hmm. where Foresters is actually. They changed their um, their 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 policy. And the CEO Eileen McDonald, I think she's still the CEO. She was uh, she was at MetLife at one time, and and so she's got a long insurance background. And but th th I think there are better options out there. And offline, I can tell you why because I don't really want to. Um, anything I say is going to sound like negative to Forsters. There's nothing wrong with Forsters. If you have a Forsters policy, we can use it for infinite banking. If you so so, and we'll show you how. Um, uh, so that's what I would say. Yeah, and we're not married to any company. No, these companies don't pay us any different. We just genuinely, uh, we'll just show you what we're doing, and and that's really kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, and let's let's end with that. Nick is yeah. Um, We'll give you our business model just because some of you don't know, but anybody that's on here that's a client, they know you never pay us any money directly. We set up the insurance for you. All of these insurance companies pay somebody a commission to do it. You might as well get the coaching and everything, unlimited coaching for free. And anybody that's a client will back that up 100%. And so you never pay us directly. Number two is wherever you start. Okay. <laughs> and we talked about this earlier today at Coffee Again, is whether you started at 
you know, we have people that start less than a hundred thousand. We have people that start over a million dollars. We have all over the place. We have all a few over. thousand dollars. People have started, yep. but wherever you start, if you started at a million dollars a year, you will grow it. Yeah, absolutely. 100% guaranteed. So, so you're going to continue to buy more insurance contracts because we want to sell you more and more insurance. No, because we want to show you how to expand your system more and more and more, right? That's where the coaching comes in. And the third thing is, is that we're never going to ask you for referrals, but all of our clients give us referrals. And the reason is, is that once they get it and they get excited, <laughs> and I think you could tell in Greg's voice and in the, in the yep. enthusiasm, I guarantee you, I don't know the number, but it's a lot of how many people <laughs> that he's referred to us. We've never asked him once for a referral. That's our business plan in a nutshell, totally transparent. And, um, and yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. Hey, thank you everyone for showing up tonight. Great group, great interaction, great questions. Um, we got more of this coming up. Uh, we'll have the the schedule out for the next few weeks here, probably uh, in the next day or two. Uh, I believe these are being uh, posted to the community uh, tomorrow. Uh, maybe it'll be Friday, uh, the, re the replay and uh, share it with people. Hey, this is, this is a gift, right? We evangelize this and uh, we're happy. Uh, don't, don't, Keep it to yourself. Share it with people. It's financial freedom. Uh, and if we do this the right way, it sets up a stress-free way of life. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now, let me say that again. We become what we think about. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you are looking to discover new wealth building strategies, then go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.